Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. This episode, we just want to thank some of the Skyda Softball sponsors, K-Town Cafe and Ice Cream, located in Kershaw, South Carolina, the 521 Filling Station, also right here in Kershaw, South Carolina, Coach Billiards Pool Hall, Plexus Health, Lynch's River Co-op, Trey Cook Law, Bob Cook Law, Blackman Brothers Insurance Group. And we once again thank those who have supported the Sky to Softball game as the 2021 Sky to Softball game raised over $10,000, which helps a lot of kids go to Camp Sweet Escape in the coming summer. So sit back and enjoy this episode of the Sky to Softball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again for another episode of the Sky to Softball podcast. It's been a while, but we're back. And on this episode, we got a special guest, former South Carolina Gamecock, former Atlanta Brave minor leaguer, and 2018 Sky to Softball participant, Marcus Mooney. Marcus, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, dude. Been a long time coming, I feel like, because I've been, you've been on my list. I've been checking off everybody, like, we're going to get him, we're going to get this person. And we finally got the one and only Marcus Mooney. So, Marcus, one of the things I usually ask the guests right off the bat is their recruiting process. I know you went from junior college over to South Carolina way back when, but uh, talk about what that was like just, you know, coming up through high school, getting recruited, and to follow that up, what would your advice be to those who might be starting their own process? Yeah, so in high school, obviously, I wasn't ever the biggest guy. I could always hang with all the prospects, draft guys in the high school, that kind of thing. I'd put up numbers. And as you know, my older brother went to South Carolina, won a national championship. And my other brother went to Florida. And they both went to junior college before that. So I was just like, eh, junior college that might be the way to go for me. I had a bunch of, after my junior year, senior year, I had a bunch of lower level not lower level, D1 offers to like Illinois, Elon, UCF, those kinds of schools. But after going and watching my brother in 20, 2011, when the national championship at South Carolina, I was going up there maybe every other weekend to watch. And I was just like, fell in love with the place. And I was like, this is, this is where I want to go. And they started looking at me in high school and they're Holbrook and Tanner and all them. They were, Hey man, we don't play a, shortstop as freshman that's kind of like a captain position there so maybe think about what your brothers did that route go junior college and if we need you after a year we'll give you a call and sure enough that's what I did I went junior college we won the first state championship in school history and went on to come in second the national championship at Grand Junction the Juco World Series after that season I had about an offer from every school in Florida and some other SEC schools and that was right after I think South Carolina lost to North Carolina in a super regional. Got a phone call from Holbrook, said, hey, we need you next year. I, and that was the one school I told uh, my junior college coach, hey, if they come calling after one year, that's the one school I'll leave for. No other school. I'll stay for two years. Yeah. Sure enough, that happened. We won a state championship, got a ring with them. And I went on to South Carolina where I loved it and I miss it every day. But for guys going through that process, I mean, just relax and just pl play your game. 
That's all I can say there. The time will come. You'll get your offers. Don't press anything like that. Once you start doing that, you start getting in your own head, going in slumps and stuff like that. Just play baseball, have fun, and the rest will take care of itself. I mean, it's a kid's game. Just kind of go off what you said there. It's a kid's game. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, it is. And high school, I mean, that's the most fun you're going to have playing baseball. After that, it starts to turn into real competition. Like, you're yeah. got to win your win your spot. If you're not doing well, you're not performing. It's a nice spot for you on the bench next to the coach. That's I can reminisce them days very easily. But now and now it's just slow pitch softball is my competition. Yeah, I got I was into that for a little bit. Just got too busy. There's a bunch of leagues down here during during the week. They would always have me out there. Not a big guy, but I, they always put me in the four spot. Believe it or not, I think a baseball translates translates well into softball. You get some great backspin. That's hey, poor dog. But yeah, now I'm, now I'm a big time uh, golfer. Me and my brother has got a bunch of friends. We like golfing down here. Yeah, I know we're talking about about uh, you and playing golf a little bit. What's your handicap? I don't. Uh, I don't have one. Just swing and hope it goes straight. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy the whole handicap thing. I I kind of like to see where I set myself up compared to the pros, right? <laughs> I got. I, mean, I want to know I'm shooting 100. If I if I shoot a legit 82 or something like that, that's yeah. where I want. Okay. I'm usually in the mid 80s to mid 90s. I'm not any good at all. Peter, there's, my brother, there's, been a, there's been a local tournament down here in uh, Kershaw that we've that my buddy puts on, and I don't know why he asked me to play, but I'm like, you know, if you need a guy to fill in, I got you. No worry. <laughs> now I don't expect to win. Yeah, but I don't expect coming last either. <laughs> of course but uh yeah you know one thing that i was going to ask you about at south carolina what, what was it like playing for holbrook it was good i mean coming in he was fairly new to the head coach the manager at south carolina he was always the recruiting coordinator yeah he was, he was recruiting me when uh tanner was the main guy the manager there and then the next year tanner became ad and then that was Holbrook's first year, I believe, when they lost in Supers to North Carolina. I was there for his second year. So you could tell – I mean, you could tell that it was a winning culture there and he wanted to continue that, which yeah. respects. I respect him. I love playing for him, especially the coaching staff that we had there with him, Brian Busher, Sammy Esposito, Jerry Myers. It was a great group. And one year we had Adrian Morales. I don't know if you remember him. He was on the 2011 National Championship team. He now coaches a junior college down here in Florida, Miami-Dade, and they're a powerhouse. But when I was at Palm Beach State, we took them down, whatever. <laughs> it's like you got to throw that salt under the yeah. in the wound there for a minute. But, uh, I, you know, I always kind of heard from the fans' perspective, like Holbrook definitely had some shoes to fill coming in after Tanner. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing coming in to, like, a dynasty like that. People are expecting yeah. wins. I feel bad for whoever's filling in for Coach K after he retires for Duke basketball. Like, yeah, I mean, I mentioned because you when you hear Duke the name the Duke basketball program, you think Coach K automatically, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like with South Carolina. You can you picture Ray Tanner and you know and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's they are ginormous shoes to fill and. Hopefully you're set up with success going in. Other than that, things start going south. 
everyone starts to point fingers and say, hey, this is on you. And that's, I mean, that's the business, I guess, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. It's a tough business. Yeah. So you talked about your brothers, you know, Peter and uh, Michael playing at, you know, South Carolina and Florida. So, and then you went, you know, you know, all three of y'all, you went from junior college to D1, especially in SEC. Was that kind of just like a, a feeling that y'all wanted to, like the type of programs y'all wanted to go to? Like, yeah, well, we went to SEC schools. Yeah, so we moved down to South Florida when we were all, my brothers were in middle school. I was in elementary school. And that was when my oldest brother decided he wanted to be a baseball player. So our, our dad moved us down to South Florida where we could play baseball year round. And that's what we did day, day in, day night. We weren't allowed in the house unless it was raining or dark out because of the sacrifice my parents made for us to be baseball players. And we grew up Florida fans, Florida Gator fans. That's where my oldest brother wanted to go. He ended up going there and making it happen. And he didn't necessarily enjoy his time there. Peter ended up going to South Carolina, both SEC schools. Can't complain with it. And me as the third one, I wasn't, I felt a lot of, I don't know, pressure to go just as, just as good as them. So I wasn't going to stop at anything lower than that. I mean, I had the FAUs, the UCFs, those schools are great, great baseball schools. And I was just like, I'm not going to be the brother that doesn't go SEC. Like I'm like, I had, I had shoes to fill too. Kind of going back on what we were just talking about filling yeah. shoes. So yeah. yeah. All, th- all three of y'all played shortstop, am I not mistaken? Yep. And we got to pro ball, shortstop, second base, third base. Heck, heck I'm a professional pitcher, too, on my resume. <laughs> we'll get into that, too, because I remember during that little stint with the Braves organization. But, uh, you know, I feel like I kind of know the answer when I ask this. This is one of the other things I usually ask every other guest. Is their favorite team and player growing up? Favorite, say that again? Favorite team and favorite player growing up. Oh, so being from New York, I was a, I'm still a huge Yankee fan, Derek Jeter fan. I actually, every time I'd go to a Yankee game at old Yankee stadium, I just take a piece of the stadium. Like I'd rip off a piece of paint from the outfield wall or something. I just had these paint chips at my parents' house and my dresser. No one knows what they are besides me. <laughs> Their pieces are just old Yankee stadium. <laughs> I can't prove it. They'll be worth money. Swear to God, they are. But that was fun, funny you say that. Like I, Braves diehard fan or Yankees diehard fan. When I was playing for the Braves, they brought me up for an exhibition game in Atlanta to play the Yankees. Yeah. Freezing cold, freezing cold on the bench. I think sixth inning rolls around. Say Mooney go to third base, the hot corner. And this is for Judge and Stanton's last at bats. I'm like, good Lord. Don't hit it. Like I'm freezing cold. I'm going to wear this ball off the jugular or something. Sure enough, I just Stan just rocks a ball over my head over the fence. It was cool saying I ever bet it up on the Braves. I'm just like, dang it, we'll get the next guy. It's like, you're just like, uh, <laughs> just to buy that much. Yeah, no, it was, it was freezing, though. It was an awesome experience. Yeah. It was the one time I got to play in a big league stadium, and it was against my favorite team growing up. So that was cool. Yeah, it was in SunTrust, too, right? The yep. during that. Mm-hmm. So – Talk, you know, I kind of just want to look back at your time at South Carolina. What was, what was maybe one of the two moments that stand out to you during your time there? Um, obviously, that rivalry. That wasn't – going to South Carolina, I didn't 
care about the rivalry. I heard about it, like whatever. I really from from Florida, like I to be honest, I grew up like a Gator fan. Yeah, I didn't think anything of the rivalry until that first series came around. I was like, whatever. I'm just like, Clemson's just another team, whatever. So sure enough, I don't know if you remember my first series against them. Kind of a scuffle, benches cleared from something that I did, but wasn't technically my fault. But benches, benches cleared, and from that moment forward, I hated them and looked forward to playing Clemson every year after that. So that was one of one of my biggest experiences, and you could just tell in that town, and by town I mean South Carolina, that Clemson, South Carolina, that's the real deal. And that's not it's not as big down here. So going there and seeing that that was that was very cool. And it's those are college towns. We don't really have that down here. I mean, as far as being living in Florida, I mean, you got the Gators and the Seminoles. It's kind of it's just different ways to look at it. Yeah, but being down, I'm I'm south. I'm Palm Beach. I'm down here. If you look at a map, so Gainesville's three four hours from me. Tallahassee. To be honest, I've never even been to this part of Florida in my entire life. Tallahassee, the Panhandle. I haven't heard good things, but I don't. Never been up there, so I wasn't even really into that rivalry either. Hmm. The Clemson, South Carolina, is the first thing I've ever been a part of, like rivalry-wise, outside of high school and high school down the road type thing. Well, and one of the things about the Clemson, South Carolina series, y'all would usually play in uh, Greenville at the mm, Red Sox Valley Field. Yeah, Floor Field. Was it? Was it? Uh, I guess you say was it kind of a neat experience seeing a miniature. Green monster there. Is it is it miniature? I feel like it's the same thing. I, mean, I have yet to have been. I have yet to attend a game in Greenville. I am guilty of that. Honestly, really? I mean, no, that's a that is a great town. At one point, I was like, wow, I could live in this town, that stadium. I love the stadium. Uh, yet the Green Monster, it's a, a bit overwhelming. Actually, in pro ball, I played there too against the Greenville Drive, and that thing will take some doubles away from you. If you hit it hard enough, I got thrown out by at least you know, fairly quick guy. I got thrown out by about eight feet at second base. Did I pimp it a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> but that, that wall will humble you real quick. I say sometimes you gotta just pimp it because, like, you know, you you get a hold of it, you're just like, oh, bad flip. Yeah, pimp it around the bases. Sure enough, that's what I did, and I uh, got hosed. Hmm. That's that's kind of like the one time back in high school for me just a quick story so they send on me out of all people to pinch run so i go i'm on first fastball get a second and then i'm watching my you know make sure i don't get picked off god forbid mm -hmm. and then you know because second and short kind of creeping behind me just a little and so the guy who was hitting hits the ball the, the he hit it so loud I'm thinking, oh, that's up the middle. We're scoring. No big deal. The moment I break for third, the away coach who I played for during summertime, you know, the prior year, I hear him yell, third base, third base. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> oh, and no. then I'm in a rundown, and as I'm going to third base, I do basically an NBA Euro step belly flop into third base and I was safe and I get up the you know because 
the pitcher, he basically spiked the ball, and I was laying right on top of it. <laughs> when I got up, the coach walked up. He said, hey, good job there, partner. Uh, don't, don't, what the heck, what the beep were you doing? I was like, I was safe. <laughs> and then I scored, and we started around. So I was like, y'all well, are welcome. Sometimes that's what it takes. <laughs> and and next time you're back up for the softball game, you can probably ask my dad this one. He'll tell you, I'm not one who will slide head first or slide at all just because I'm not that flexible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I digress. But uh, so 2016, if I'm not mistaken correctly, you got drafted by the Braves. Just talk about that experience, just hearing your name called, you know, what was that like? I mean, that was, it was awesome. That's what I worked my whole life for. So hearing that come to fruition was, I mean, one of the high points of my life. And from there, I mean, I was on a like cloud nine for maybe 10 minutes. And then I was just like, cause that was when supers was about to start. So 10 minutes, I was like, wow, I'm gonna play professional baseball. And then right from there, it was like time for BP, that kind of thing. And we just, Got ready for, I think it was Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was cool. And that day, I had a bunch of – well, that year for pro day, I got a bunch of letters from teams. So, I knew it was definitely a possibility that i get drafted, especially as a senior. I didn't – they had all the leverage. I had nothing. I couldn't say I'm going back to school or anything like that. Kind of ruined that my junior year with a piss-poor offensive season mixed with a torn hamstring. So, whatever. So, senior year, finally, I mean – Put everything together I had a good offensive year defensive year I think I was one of our captains on the team and I mean that was a very solid team from pitching to offense to defense that was that was one of our better teams there as soft my sophomore year that team was loaded as well had a couple of big leaders on that team but yeah um that day I got a couple of calls from scouts saying hey I just want to make sure you're still like interested to play pro ball I was like yeah obviously <laughs> yeah it's like if you give me a call I'll, I'll show up yeah, and then I got a call from Billy Best with the Braves. He's the area scout in South Carolina. He said, hey, we're going to take you take you here in this next round. How's that sound? And I was just like, let's make it happen. And sure enough, I, I was like calling my parents. None of my parents were answering. I was like, what the heck's going on? Does no one even care? <laughs> but, they were on the road up to Oklahoma State for Super Regionals, and I guess they were at the gas station or something. Oh, no. They're best coming in. They're best coming in. And like, all right. So it's, like, and it's like you're calling <laughs> send a voicemail. It's like, wow. Third third kid getting drafted syndrome, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. But now I kind of want to get into the pitching experience. I think I was, what, 17 or 18 when that happened? I, I can't yeah, remember. It was every year. 17, 18, 19. I was always the guy when we were down 15. You know, to throw some strikes with with a bunch of with a whole arsenal of pitches. So the first time when they asked you to pitch, were you what were you surprised? Uh yes and no. So I think that day I wasn't playing. So they had it, they needed a sub. They weren't gonna burn another pitcher because we were about to go on a road trip and they needed all their arms. We were down. 12 and that was my off day and I could just see like people looking around like what's going on so I made myself visible in the dugout like just throwing my arms over trying to get loose showing that I'm ready to go in and there you can see him making phone calls because when they like in the minor leagues you got to make some phone calls to 
I don't know, more important people say, hey, can we use a position player to throw? And, like, all that was going on, and they're like, Mooney, go to the pen and get loose. I was like, yes. Because <laughs> I used to always pitch growing up, like, in Little League, high school, that kind of thing. And I loved it. I got to always throw strikes. I can, I mean, I had a 58-mile-an-hour curveball that was just lethal. 12, <laughs> 12 seconds. I loved, loved using it. I throw a knuckleball. I got videos still. Tried, tried to mix in a knuckleball, threw it behind the guy. It's close to getting beat up, but whatever. Now, when you say a 58 mile an hour curveball, we're talking some Barry Zito action, a little 12 to six, or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the whole hand on the ball, kind of like this. This is when I first learned the curveball, when I could, the baseball felt like a softball in my hand. Mm. So I needed every finger. I just kept that curveball in my whole life. <laughs> so, uh, Marcus, we're going to just, so I did post on the social media, just like, hey, if there's any questions you want to ask Marcus, let him. We'll ask them and we'll answer them. So the first one that kind of came up was, well, how the nickname Moondog come about? So that's really the only one that I liked. So growing up, there was always Moon Pie, Quarter Moon. People would refer to all of us as older brother, Full Moon. Peter was Half Moon. I was Quarter Moon. Moon Pie, Moon River. Coach Busher used to call me Moon River all the time. I was like, what does that even mean? And like Moon Dog. Uh, there was a, in high school, I was in TV production and we had to do like music videos and all this kind of stuff. It was a very cool class, but we did a, did a rap video to a hardball music video. And I just used my name as Moondog. Thought it went very well, which reminds me, I just got into the rap game a little bit ago, put all my eggs in that basket. I got an album dropping the 26th at midnight on Spotify and iTunes or Apple music. It's my first album moon juice. So there's that. But yeah, that, that's a, that's a heck of a plug right there. My guy. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't rap, but no, that's how moon dog came to be. And then it kind of just stuck and coaches at the next level, everything kind of like that. People were calling me moon dog without me even telling them. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like yeah that's me yeah yeah and then on my uh bat my bat knob decals it say moon dog on there oh that's dope I got, you know the moon pies that logo yeah i had one of those customized they just took pie out and put dog on there it's pretty cool <laughs> that, that is dope I, I don't think i'll ever i always wanted to have like a custom one at least for the softball game but like i couldn't never never got around to it but maybe you may have gave me an idea <laughs> so one of the other questions we saw on social media was who was the go-to throwing partner for you at South Carolina? Go-to throwing partner. They were different every year, but going to uh, me and DC. Yeah. Used to throw a lot of DC horrendous. Um, me, Max Rock. So we're middle infielders. We stuck together for the most part. Um, LT Tolbert at one point my senior year. I'd have figured you said Kmart. Kmart every now and then. Kmart is probably one of my best friends. We still keep in touch with him all the time. Him, Elliot Caldwell. Elliot Caldwell is actually my boss. But me and Kmart, Kmart, we keep in touch a lot. He's in Mexico or somewhere like that, somewhere not in the country playing professional baseball, still still hitting the crap out of baseballs. 
Yeah, I seen he posted something, and I'm sure Kmart's listening to us talk about this. I, he posted something, I don't know when, how long ago it was, but it was a pimp job. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, that's that's Kmart. I, I I say it to this day. I wish somebody in here, minor league ball or independent leagues, would sign him. He's probably he's one of the strongest, just dudes I know. He. Every single time we play him in pro ball, he strikes out. He is breaking a bat over his knee. It's the coolest thing. And then we got to independent baseball. I yeah. was in Gary, Indiana, and he was playing for the Winnipeg Gold Eyes. I was telling kids on my team, I was like, yo, this kid over here, he'll break a bat over his leg like it's no one's business. And they're like, he can't do that. And I was like, called Kmart up in the locker room. I was like, Kmart, you strike out tonight. I need you to break a bat over your leg. And he's like, all right, I'll bring a bad bat up to the box tonight. <laughs> Guys, I mean – that day or whatever, he I think he was going through a little bit of a, a little bit of a slump, so a strikeout was inevitable. <laughs> I think that was the same. I think he posted the same picture on social media where you're, I guess it was either stealing the base or something, but like you're up in the air catching the ball and he's sliding. It's like your cleat is in line, freaking Antonio Brown, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, we had fun every time we played each other, but he did break the bat that night over his leg and everyone on our bench was like, they're like, you're. So I got the video on my phone. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think one of the other things, just this is one of my favorite moments in the event history, is from Kmart. His first time playing was in 15, and one of the guys, I mean, perfect pitch, you know, up in the air, and Kmart just cranked it. We were out in the in Malden at this rec facility. I mean, there was trees out there in center field. He hit it to the very top of those trees, and I just looked, and I said, I have never seen anything more awesome in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A, that is a strong guy. That's a dude. And you were talking about how they got you in the four hole, and I feel bad for putting you at leadoff back in 2018. Dude, I don't know if the balls are juiced down here or what, but I've been playing softball. I, I don't play often anymore, but last year – it was – we only get two a game, and I yeah. was having trouble keeping it in the park. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, because I might take my straight-up straight baseball swing, too, and it was just cutting the ball, backspinning right out of the park. Eventually, I just started going lefty because I knew I would beat out a ground ball on the infield. If we were out of home runs or there was no one on base, I was going to waste one of my homers. <laughs> That's, and, and I will admit if we – I've kind of invested in some juice balls up here. So whenever you make it back up here. For sure. I need to get back up there. I haven't been up there in a while. I need to go see some football, some real football, not like up the road there, the team you like. I mean, hey, give me credit. I, I tell people this now. People look at me crazy. I'm a Gamecock graduate, but at heart, I'm Clemson. I'm a Clemson guy. But overall now, it's just whatever to me. Yeah. Like, I'll enjoy the rivalry. Don't get me wrong. For sure. They look like they're going to be they, – on paper, they look decent this year. We're talking football or baseball? Football. On paper. Yeah, it's a good-looking Now, we're we talking about the Clemson football team. How about your, your Miami Dolphins are looking good on paper? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Dude, what you – how did you react when, you, when the, the Dolphins acquired Tyreek Hill? There are these accounts on Instagram and Twitter, these like 
ESPN burner accounts that always get me like they some some big blockbuster trade and I freak yeah. out every time I screenshot and send it around and then they're just like Marcus you idiot look at the name <laughs> of this Twitter account I'm just like ah oh. so when that happened it was the same thing I was like nah. that didn't happen and then also people are texting me Dolphins got Tyreek I was like look at the name and I looked at the name I was like oh my god this is real. This is the real one. Because <laughs> you're the you're the second person I know of that's a Dolphins fan. You know, I got a buddy up in Charlotte, Dolphin Dan Alodi, mm-hmm. big Miami guy. As soon as the news broke, he texted me saying, "Holy crap, we got Tyreek!" And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "And here in Charlotte, we can't have nothing nice." <laughs> you guys might be getting a uh, Baker. I see there's rumors about that. As long as we get rid of Sam. Yeah. But nobody wants him. <laughs> I take Baker. Baker's good. I feel like Baker could probably make it more entertaining. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So we're going to, I guess you could say, round second, head to third. We're going to segue into the softball part of the podcast. Now, I asked, we talked, we, I had you come play in 2018. It was kind of a last minute deal, I guess you could say, because Kmart kind of helped me get you recruited and got you to come play in Lexington that year? I thought I got Kmart. Hey, I still have the, I still got the receipts where uh, I think it was – yeah, Kmart texted me. You know wrong. You could be right. I don't know. I mean, Kmart texted me because I was trying to find somebody for – I think ironically, my team, you were on my team that year. And Kmart texted me, Mooney will be in town. He said he'll play. And then after that, I got a hold of you. We talked about it, and so just kind of you know the question here when we talk, when I ask you when we talk about having you play in 2018, do you kind of recall any of the conversation or anything from that year? In 2018? Yeah, from from your first time playing. Mm-mm. I remember I forgot cleats and I had to play in shoes. I remember that. No, I don't. Remember. I didn't remember that. I mean, I tell people playing. That's why. That's why I lost the home run derby. Uh-huh. I'm saying the Derby's gotten interesting over the years too. I don't know if you keep up with that, <laughs> but uh, I, don't know, I keep up with uh, I, is it Braden Webb who always commits to playing and doesn't show up? He showed up last year. I give him credit. Oh, interesting. I kind I kind of just poked, poked the side of Webby. He showed up in eighteen, fall league in nineteen, and or something in nineteen and twenty. And then he came back last year because we were in Columbia. Mm-hmm. You know, Columbia has been a great city for us. We might try to go back down there eventually. I don't know yet. Time tells all. So. For sure. I say, and don't forget, we had Kyle Farnsworth, the biggest SOB we've ever had. And he's gotten bigger too, dude. There's no way. You can't get bigger than that. No, seriously. He's got he muscles on top of muscles? Yes. Like his shoulders are up to here. Interesting. Can he swing the bat? I just want to look at him. I'm like, do you not? Do you just work out 24 7? He just looks at me. He's like, I'd stay in shape. I'm like, dude, being that in shape at his age. That's wild. Well, I mean, I don't know if you. Last time I saw him, he was ginormous. Oh, he's even more ginormous. But that's, that's Hulk. He's the Hulk. Basically, you know, I. 
me and him joke about how he could probably pull a semi-truck with his bare hands. But all honesty, though, I don't know if I ever told you this story. The, the year you came and played, he was playing semi-pro football down in Orlando. Yeah, I remember that. And his knee went that way. That's like ACL and everything was shot. I seen the pictures. I texted him. I said, "Hey, man, if you if you can make it, you can make it. You know, to sign autographs, shake hands, kiss babies. That that routine." And this crazy dude told me, "I'll play. Don't worry about it. I'll be playing." And you remember he was playing my, you know, he was playing with no limp or anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember he was doing the football thing. And I was like, I would not want to be in front of that guy. Defensive end. Huh? It was a defensive end. Oh, wow. Yeah. No thanks. I just let him come on right by. It's like, hey. Is this, this the guy you want? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, just kind of finish this off here, Marcus. Uh, I usually tell people it's kind of the, when you're a part of the organization and and the event. It's cheesy when I say this, but it's it's a it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. I try to keep everybody keep in touch with everybody. Try to look out whatever I can do for anybody. You name it. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is this: Now I always end it with this. What's it like to you being a part of this overall? Uh, it's great, especially just to show face, help promote a great cause, which what you're doing. I mean, it's growing more and more each year, and I mean that's obviously the right direction it needs to be going is onwards and upwards. And it seems to be like you're doing a good job growing it, getting the name out there, all that good stuff and happy to be a part of it. Happy to help promote it doing this. And the one time I was there looking to get back there eventually. And I mean, what you guys are doing was great and I'm happy to be a part of it. And I always tell people it's not tell every, I mean, I tell every player, y'all, everyone plays their part in what we're trying to do. Exactly. You know, you know, last year we did the $10,000, which was the most we ever raised. And of course, I'm still somewhat young and stupid. I told him, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll double that next year. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? Oh, it was got to set the bar high. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that, the 10000 we did last year down in Columbia, that was double than the what we usually like the most we ever raised because like the most we ever raised prior to that was like four thousand i think oh wow so it blew it out of the water so that right there just tells you doing a good job of growing it in the yeah i mean like i said i try whether it's a podcast i mean the podcast started as an idea from one of my last few classes at south carolina the professor was like oh yeah you seem really passionate about what you're doing did you know talk about your organization and stuff i sat there i said easy a book it <laughs> i can't you not for it but it uh sounds like an easy a you always need those classes oh yeah facts but uh, lastly, i took volleyball and racquetball in junior college <laughs> obviously they didn't transfer with me to south carolina so i'd retake some classes <laughs> but i mean hey this the athleticism shows oh yeah for sure so lastly, Marcus, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, if you feel free to plug anything, any social medias, plug it away. The floor is yours. 
plug what cheap plug what plug away your social medias that's what i call it oh for sure for sure whenever whatever gets tagged i'll go ahead and post on there even i mean where can where can they find you at? where can they follow you i'm letting you promote it <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna promote it are you yeah well whatever oh, you want. i'll go ahead throw it up let people see it i don't know how many people still follow me from the carolinas I feel like i i feel like as every year more and more people and just like who the heck is that guy who's that guy? <laughs> i mean it's still out there but uh for those listening at home we appreciate you for listening uh make sure you follow the sky to softball game at sky to softball g on twitter and instagram sky to softball game on facebook and wherever you listen to your podcast leave a review subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think and once again, we appreciate y'all for listening to the Sky Softball Podcast. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening to the Sky to Softball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Just wanted to remind everybody that on Saturday, April 30th, we will be hosting our second ever golf event, The Match for Skydo. We will be live streaming this event on our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We will be seeing familiar names from Sky to team up together and try to raise money for the kids and help to send them to Camp Sweet Escape, such as Logan Sowell, Mason Sowell, and Matt Plyler. Yours truly and Logan will be teaming up together against Mason and Matt Plyler. We hope you make plans to watch this event, donate your, donate a dollar or five dollars, whatever it may be. We appreciate your support. Make sure you check out our social media platforms at Sky to Softball G on Twitter and Instagram. Sky to Softball Game on Facebook and our websites at skyda.com, skydasoftball.com, and the camp, Camp Sweet Escape on Facebook. We thank you once again and stay tuned for the next episode.